Welcome back to Down for the Count. This is part two of the SmackDown review. I hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you soon. They got more important shit to deal with. When Vince is shitting on a toilet and he's thinking about how much, how disappointed he is as Shane as a son, and that he'll also think about AEW. But then other than that, I'm so happy Kevin won tonight. I'm gonna be honest. Oh I was I was so nervous for that match, dude. Like I, I seriously don't know. Know. wait. I was not concerned at all. I was so happy. I was so happy. And this is what I was trying to tell my dad, because I'm like, you know, Shane's trying to be like Vince. And, you know, Shane's been on every pay-per-view, it feels like, since WrestleMania, I want to say. And he's always getting involved. And I'm like, see, his dad was the authority figure. At least, and we've dragged Vince here on the show, I believe, and even in was just the three of us talking. Yeah. At least Vince Elisa Vince was entertaining. If you come out, you would automatically just hate him. He wouldn't even say anything, and you'd just be like, you know, look him off, look him out, yelling at him, whatever. And, you know, that that doesn't resonate with Shane. Stephanie comes out as a heel. You you automatically hate her. And she plays no, her people character. just hate Stephanie just and hate Stephanie because she'll come out and she'll supposed to be a face and she gets fucking booed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, that's Stephanie, how bad. Stephanie gets booed just to get booed. But look, <laughs> she, though, she, she and her dad knows how to do it. Shane, Shane does not know what he was doing. It was not entertaining. And at least when Vince is on TV, he's somewhat entertaining. When he was getting his ass kicked, it was he was entertaining because that's what you wanted to see. Like Austin stunning him. Like my my like Shane, how many times did you see your dad getting stunned and you never learned how to properly sell it? Like, are you for real right now? <laughs> I, I really I, he knows she, how to, you know he knew how to sell it. But I think he just hadn't taken one in years. Because when's the, because I think Stone Cold left after Shane left. So you at least have, I don't know, at least like 10 years. I don't know, but call your damn dad and ask him how, how like, dad, how'd you sell Stone Cold Stunner? Or, you know, maybe I'm glad he's gone. If, it, if anything, that's the one good thing about tonight. Like you know that, that and like that? Becky. Also, I just appreciate Becky getting the rub from The Rock. And yeah, that's yeah. I thought because it's like not everybody's like connecting with the man character. Not everybody, you know. Some people are getting tired of her. I like her as like I just, I like Becky Lynch. I've always liked Becky Lynch. I might get Me a little too. bit tired of her. Eat, um, yeah. here or there, but I still like her as, like, Becky. I, I'm just always gonna like her. I'm never, that's not someone I'm gonna dislike ever, in my opinion. True. So, it was just good to see someone get, like, not only her get the rub, not only because she's worked so hard, was, and also because she's a woman and that's when I like and I was like really sitting there and I was my ass was fucking crying I was like what's wrong with me and I was just sitting there (laughs) I 
I was. I was really, I was really crying because I was like, because I just thought I was like, China literally can't. She can't see. She has. She's not here for this, and that just made me so upset because she'd be so happy. She'd be so happy because this is what she wanted. Mm -hmm. This is literally what she wanted, and it just breaks my heart that she can't see like what she laid the groundwork for. See, I think I think she is she is kind of she's there in spirit, you know. She like, sees it. I think I I'm waiting cuz I was I said this in the group chat, but I'm like somebody needs like for the Women's Royal Rumble next year or some one of the big shows or whatever, they need to do like in like China inspired gear. Like, you know, just come out. And I, I that's why I kind of think Rhea Ripley gives me the China, like her gear gives me China vibes. You know, like, because Rhea Ripley, she's just this monster woman who's going to come out and kick your ass and enjoy every minute of it. And I can't see her wearing um, non-pants, though. That's the only thing with her. Yeah. Like, like torn pants, you know, like kind of torn, like, I don't know. But it's just... This, this yeah. is inspired, not necessarily her gear per se. Yeah. Just inspired by China's gear. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, so that's what I was like, just like really sitting here thinking. And I'm like, yeah, the women's division, it's it's getting better, slowly getting better. But then I was mm-hmm. just like, re- like, wow, we really come far. I'm like, yes. Yes, this is literally the face of a fucking your the fucking company. And I started laughing, and I I was like, everything Seth wanted, his girl got. And that made me feel real good. good. So, (laughs) that is true. That's true. On something, because I'm missing some pieces here. Like, I don't pay attention to Seth's Twitter or any of his (laughs) social media unless something something goes off. And he got into that fight with Will Offspring and all that crap. What has made, and I know he, I know about the, the dick pictures and all that. And he had a real shitty attitude when he started out the WWE with the shield and whatever. Why is, is that why people hate Seth Rollins? Cause I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm like, cause there's that borderline hate. It's like, I hate Seth, and then it's like, I hate Seth. I'm like, well, first of all, Seth Rollins is just a character he plays. His name is Colby, Kobe Lopez. His name so. is well, Kobe Lopez also doesn't seem very likable, so I think that's what's the thing. Um, It's just kind of how he carries himself is what... what yeah, he's arrogant. Yeah, he's very... And there's you should be confident in what you do, especially in wrestling, because... You have to be your biggest fan. I've always believed that, especially at wrestling, because no one else is gonna. You have to. You have to believe in yourself for other people to believe in you. So I always believe that wrestling wise. But he's one of those people like he smells his own shit too much. Oh, he's like Will Osprey. Like, you just want to be like, damn, like, dude, chill out, like, <laughs> like, like, relax. So is that why him and Will Osprey got into the fight on Twitter on who shit smells the best? Well, like, I think like, it was well, more like over where they were working because Will Osprey was talking shit about WWE and Seth didn't like well, it, so he was coming in. 
So, and originally Seth was right. So basically, it was during this time where everyone, this is like when Raw was real bad and people were just like dragging WWE. And this was yeah. like, and so, like I got it, but then it was to the point like some of the people, especially like the people who like worked, like who are working there, like, all right, like, like, come on, like they're just sick of, you know, where they work at getting dragged all the time. And I get it. So Seth was just like, and Seth just released like this general tweet and was like, um, like we have like the best hands down best wrestling in the world. And then well Osprey was like, blah blah, we do and then they just started going back and forth. I'm like, it was more like a big swing in that between the two of them. I said, well, Osprey's like also a terrible human being too. So I was like, you're both shitty people if you want to be real. And I was like, and none of y'all, in my opinion, are even the best wrestler in the world right now. So also, I'm like, why are you having this conversation? That's what made, that's what took me out of it. I was like, neither of you are the best wrestler in the world right now. And the best wrestler in the world right now doesn't even have a fucking dick, and her name is Tessa Blanchard. Thank you. So I was like, I don't know why you dudes are arguing, but have at it. And see, you never see Tessa, never see Tessa popping off on social media. You never see her getting in the fights on Twitter. And it's, I think it's just because she was born into the business and she was she was taught to be respectful of it. You know, like her her daddy and stepdad. That's why. I don't know, man. I just. I don't get it. Will Osprey's an asshole too. Like, from what I heard, his dick ain't as big, ain't even bigger than Seth's. So whatever. Yeah, well, I don't want to see all that. No one wants to see that. Him and his little. Okay, who? Who's okay? Okay, first. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm just gonna say something really quick. It really doesn't matter how big your dick is. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care if you got a little dick or a big dick. You just need to know how to use the bitch. So I don't care how big your dick is, but women like tagging dudes for it because we know dudes are subconscious about it. It's a point of contingency for you. If your dick is small, you have issues. If you have a micro penis, you have issues. So I don't give a fuck how big your dick is. I I don't care. I can't really say anything <laughs> recording in my parents' house right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna leave it at that. Alexis I'm just is saying. I just wanted to say people. that because I, no, I just feel like, you know, some people get really upset and they're very uptight, especially guys. I'm like, I don't care if you've got a mangingo dick or if you have, you know, a micro penis where your dick sits perched on your balls. I don't care. I and I'm sure if you're with somebody, she doesn't care either, or he doesn't care. It depends. I mean, everybody has their preference, but it doesn't matter what size your dick is. The person who you're supposed to be with, they'll love you regardless. They don't care. Some bitches got, got coochies that's the, the size of hallways, don't feel nothing, can't touch nothing. So your dick sack don't mean nothing. Especially when you go inside that bitch like that, you have to swing that bitch back and forth, you know, so they can get something. <laughs> like throwing a hot dog down. 
just saying. Literally. <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, you just roll with the flow. Like, just figure it out. Man, I don't know. I just... I, I don't know. Someone needs to sit down all these wrestlers and like basically it's like you know training a cat. You take a bottle of water and you spray it at him and you're like no. <laughs> my, my thing is a lot of these wrestlers need social media managers. A lot of wrestlers don't need to honestly should not. A lot of wrestlers have no business handling their own social medias. And this is that- like indies sign talent a lot of wrestlers literally should not handle their own social media accounts. Well, see, that's what surprised me. Because I thought with with WWE, they had, this is according to Ryback, but I thought they had, like, access to your social media, so when you're pulling shit like Steph and Will Ospreay, that's why Heyman told them to shut it down. Like, they could go in there and, like... They don't have access to their social media. Ryback is a fucking liar. They're just connected directly to it. Ryback... They don't have access, but they are looking at it. Clearly, they can see it. Um, I think they let them manage their own social media, but they have contractual obligations they have to meet. So if you decide you want to have a social media, because if that's the case, Naya wouldn't be able to deactivate and reactivate her Twitter whenever she feels like it. Seth wouldn't be able to do that. He would have to leave it open because that's what his contract would say. So I think they have control over their social, but it's just, they just have to, I mean, they're human beings, first of all, because we say fucked up shit on our socials all the time. Okay, I'm definitely a culprit of that. I ain't never said nothing racist. You know, I ain't never said nothing to definitely fuck a person up, but I have said some fucked up shit from, from time to time. Now, yeah, if I was a celebrity, like if I had over a million subscribe, over a million followers on my page, then I would hire like a social media manager and have them run my page for me, except for when I like, you know, do what I do. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I would make it so that I wouldn't have access to it like that. Plus, for me, it's like, if I'm if I'm in the ring and I'm fighting three to five days out the week, I wouldn't give a fuck about social media. I wouldn't do none of that shit. I would have my assistant back there posting all that shit and handling all of that. I wouldn't be yeah. doing nothing. Yeah. And also, our poor, sweetie wrestlers also get hit in the head on a daily basis. So, True. not everything's going to be all there. Right. You know, no, like, there are some, dude, there are some wrestlers, their social media is just, that's it. It's just all their characters, and I can't, hate bringing, keeping him up, but MJF, if you look at oh, his Oh, here Instagram, we go. <laughs> let me have my cougar moment, Okay. <laughs> She gives you so much shit about that. It's so funny. Fucking Adam Cole crybaby and fucking soccer mom over here giving me shit. Fuck you. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. I had a shame. Bye. (laughs) Fucking Randy Orton and, you know, Kenny Omega. Ew. Uh uh. That was a one-time deal. You is not going to attack me with that bullshit. Mm-mm. 
dress tiff like seriously that that looks okay, i wanted looks, to talk about those from the blue carpet today anyway but we can start with brandy brandy did you go to a stripper shop and ask them to make you a dress bitch is that what you did because that's what it looked like it wasn't that like I, I said to myself okay maybe she got her inspiration from tony braxton's dress because back in the day, Tony Braxton wore this extremely revealing dress to the Grammys. And then later on after that, J-Lo wore a revealing Versace dress to the Grammys. And I was just like, was, was a goat. I remember that dress. Yeah. Really I'm like, was you channeling of, Jay? Of scandalous like, dresses. I'm like, what was you doing? And then when I looked at it, it, it it's not a dress. It's it's a suit. It's a bodysuit with a skirt attached to it. And I'm like, that looks like those hood prom dresses. Okay. Now, when I was a kid and we went to, and the girls would go to prom, they would come outside and everybody would come outside and, you know, kind of send you off a little bit. Yeah. The way the girls in the projects used to wear dresses was they was always real revealing. It was always really, really cheap material. And they would go and it would be kind of like Brandy's where it would come all the way down to the bottom of their they waist and then it would flare out in the front. It would leave very little to the imagination. And then they would wear those wrap around the leg heels and they were clear bottom heels and they had like rhinestones on them it was real cheap looking and mm-hmm. i will always be like like they make really nice prom dresses like you can go to a bridal shop those really small ones and get a, a nice dress and nobody else would be able to buy that dress from them like nobody else would be able to get that dress they would stop that dress from being sold so girls didn't show up at the same prom with that dress on that's what i did like you could do that and you was you can do that now when you get married like if you go to a prom a ball or anything like that that's like of um high end even though like you know you have places like Giovanni and you have all these different places that make prom and wedding gowns you can go to a bridal shop except for David's bridal because they are national chain they're not gonna do that you can go to a bridal shop and say, hey, I want this dress. I'm going to such such prom. They'll say, okay, well, we have a girl who already has that, so you can't have this dress. Or we have a woman who's already ordered that, who's going to that ball, so you can't have this dress. But my point is, because I got off point, but my point is, it was just like, you went right to the sex shop, to the adult um sex shop, and bought that nasty-ass bodysuit off the mannequin, and then took it to a seamstress and bought some material and said, bitch, sew me up right around the bottom. 
it, so it looked like she's there. That's all you did. There was nothing to your dress. Like, there was nothing to it. And then what killed me is you were out there. You were going to be doing stuff in this match. You were going to be helping. So why didn't you, like Nicole said in the last podcast, why didn't you have it so it ripped away? The bodysuit, I could understand. But y'all, this y'all debut night. Bitch, you should have went all out. That one suit you wore when it was black and it was like sequined or glitter all over and you had black not knee-high boots on. I think it was That's that all cool. out that she wore. Yeah. That was cute. Or I wasn't wearing that. Nude, that. You could have recycled or that. She had, you remember when she had that nude bodysuit? That nude bodysuit was everything. Yeah. yeah. That was so, why didn't you wear something like that? Why did you come out there looking like you was getting ready to go to the next top stripper hole and you stopped at the AEW paper, um, the AEW show just to, you know, give them your time? And then you wear them cheap at you get your hair done and your hair got blue, it's purple on the end. And I just be like, your aesthetic don't fit you. Brandy looks like somebody. How can I put it? She don't dress how she looks. For me, if I look like Brandy, and I had the kind of money that Cody got, Gucci, Gucci, you know, like just drop me off in Beverly Hills, and I'll be good. It's like it's like you buy a statement piece and then everything else could be cheap. Like I can deal with that, right? But nobody's gonna know it's cheap. So like you could have got you could have spent the money on the outfit, like you did when y'all um they last pay-per-view. She was, you know, seven of nine, she had that whole silver outfit on. It didn't look bad. But everybody looked a hot mess up there together because there was nothing, there was no substance to what they were trying to sell. But I'm just saying, like, if I had the kind of money that Cody has, there would never be a time where anybody could clock me. I would be having the best shit I could put on, especially from my hair to my clothes. Bitch, I wouldn't be out there fighting. I'd get me a fucking chair. I, since he like to break, break thrones, and he, you know, he done dethroned Triple H metaphorically, I would have had another chair made for me and him. I'd have put me a motherfucking, the biggest floppy hat I could put on, and put on a goddamn bodysuit with some, some bomb-ass shoes and some sunglasses. I'd have walked his ass out there. Then I'd have been like, I'm finna go to my fucking seat and sit in a damn throne and wait for my man to win. And then I would have came back down there and held his hand up, winner, bitch. And then we would have walked out. I'd have sashayed my ass up the ramp through them tunnels with my head shaving the whole universe. I would have been selling that shit. I'm not finna interfere with nothing. Now, if, if he getting beat up, then I'm coming out and then I gotta take my hat off. That's when you rip off the, the tearaway pants and you got the body suit on. You take off the heels. You run down there, help him win the match. Then you go back up the ramp, you put your shit back on, you put your hat back on, and then you sashay your ass up out of there. That's, that's how you're supposed to be. That's how you be a boss bitch. 
See, you don't know how to execute it right. You too busy still trying to live in this world so you can be accepted, but you need to be trying to force people to accept you and not trying to be the other way around where you running behind Facts. people. I need to be accepted. I didn't know. Fuck them. You, you the queen of the kingdom. You gotta act like it. Facts. She acting around here like you, like you got goddamn, like you, if you a millionaire, bitch, act like it. Act like you got something to lose. Act like these motherfuckers, I'm your boss. I'm the boss bitch around here. No matter how many of these hoes can wrestle without me, you don't exist, bitch. So bow down. You better pull a Charlotte in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, just wear it better. All right, that's all I'm saying. Because you was looking mad tacky. You was mad tacky, oh. You, you, you. <laughs> You and them white go-go boots got to go. I was tired of them at the other pay-per-view. I was like, bitch. She wasn't wearing, like, go-go boots. She was wearing, like, $10 fucking cheap-ass white high heels. And, like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to go after somebody with a high heel, don't hit them with it. You wear those stilettos so you gouge their eyes out with the heel and then your man picks up the wind. And then you're just walking away like, I need new shoes. And you throw them away. So, like, whatever. Girl, of all the things you use, you use your high heel. But you well, want to yeah. be respected. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you I, got I, enough strength. If you can't fight, if you can't fight, I understand. But, bitch, y'all forearm hit. Forearm the shit off that nigga and knock him out. I, if you, you black. You know how to fight <laughs> somewhat. You better get yeah. your ass out there and do it and stop acting all scared. I don't I don't give a damn about how pretty you look. I don't give a fuck about that because you average at best. If you really want to know the 100% truth, it's a million bitches that look like you. Your standout feature are your eyes. Your eyes are beautiful. And I'm not saying you're ugly, but you're average looking at best. If you want to have all of the accolades that you keep trying to portray, you got to sell the damn narrative. And you're not doing that. You come across timid and scary. And then you're on Twitter acting like a boss bitch. But in in person, you just got the weakest personality. It just seemed like, like you just ain't got no balls, bitch. Like, like none. Randy Rhodes. Like, like you about you about as ripe as avocado, bitch. You ain't you ain't doing shit. You right. you you not doing nothing. I'm like in that dress you had on just wasn't it wasn't hidden. It wasn't hidden. Why you why you wearing white shoes, bitch? Why you see if I was her because she looks she looks her body looks really good in body suits. I would have had her in an all red bodysuit, dark makeup. I hate that purple in her hair. I I hate it. I don't like. If she want to do, if she want to do something different, I don't know. She needs to start wearing wigs. I think she don't want to wear wigs because she has good, because she has like good long natural hair, and I get that. I do too, but I don't like doing my hair, so that's the difference. Put a wig on. Bitch, if Cody want to walk around a blonde hair, bitch, put on a blonde wig. Like, I wouldn't. You bet you wouldn't be able to tell me shit if I was Brandy. I'd have a different wig every week. <laughs> you ain't lying. Every, 
I wish it'd be dark red and be purple. It's the way to do it without her looking like she she homely. That's the best way to explain it. She is very homely to me. And I don't get boss bitch vibes. I could tell you this. If I'm comparing Stephanie McMahon to Brandy Rose, it Stephanie would eat that bitch alive. She yeah. would eat her alive. Stephanie got a man eater. I'm the boss. You not gonna disrespect me. I will bust your ass type of personality. She's an apex predator. That is how she came up. And you raised in a company with nothing but men. You got to be that way. Brandy don't come across that way. She come across like that's a type of bitch who get into an argument and start crying and go tell her husband that somebody was yelling at him. That's how no, she no, comes no. across. I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise that. She's hungry as fuck to me. That's just. No, you know who's a ball busting? I, I hate the term boss bitch because it gets thrown around by like people who don't deserve to be called. You know, call me a ball buster. I would rather be called that. But you know what? I think Linda is like the main ball buster out anybody because she has been putting up with Vince for so long. Because if she divorces Vince, dude, she's got that. She she's got Vince by the balls. Like, there's no freaking way. And it's like, you've had, and Stephanie had to learn it from somebody. But that's what worked. But that's what worked with Stephanie and Triple H. They were both heels. And, you know, that's what made them so good. And then, you know, they're married now. And it's like, you can tell that they're, you know, they do their thing or whatever. And it's just (laughs) like, okay. It's like any, any heel. I don't know if Cody's considered a heel. It's any heel. He's not a heel. Who are grouped He's together. He's a face now. He can't like, be a heel. And you got Jericho. You got Sammy G. You got Jack Swagger. And you got formerly LAX, OT, Ortiz, and Santana coming out there attacking him. Those are the heels. Cody got to be a face. He got to be. I'm a he might not be then. baby face. But he's a face. But like, okay, but if you're a girl, I don't care if you're the head of the company, the guy who pulls her up, whatever. If you're a girl or a woman who walks out with a male wrestler, you have to give that vibe that you are fucking with them in more ways than one. Like, this is my dude. Like, okay, good example. Zelina and Andrade. I right. thought they were actually dating the way they act with each other and then it's like she married Alistair Black and he's with Charlotte and I was like oh okay but then when you see them it's like they click together and there's that good thing you know it's just yeah it makes sense you know um who's another good one I'm trying to think originally when Lana and Rusev came and they were healed they worked very well together so you know that's like Okay, good example. Like, I'm just trying to think of a guy. If you paired a bitch up with Samoa Joe, you cannot put somebody like fucking Brandy with him because no one's going to believe that. If you're going to hook someone up with Joe, they need to be just as, like, mean and evil and demented as he can get. Because, you know, this isn't, you know, because if you're going to be that bitch who, like, interferes with his match when you're not looking, you better have, like, your shoe better be loaded, you better have, like, brass knuckles, you better be ready to choke a guy out. So, you know, you can't be sitting there, like, examining your nails and then going, oh, oh, 
uh, uh, you know, like weak hitting them with shoes. Like, come the fuck on, man. Like, how are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Cow, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. Get your boot, put a brick in it, and get somebody. Like I just think she just, she just like, she just a homely, average woman, and she just don't have no. And I'm sure I'm not, I'm not dogging her out, but I can only go by what she presents to me, and that's what I see. I see a very basic ass homely woman that's trying to come across like she got a lot of like she's a strong woman which in her own right she probably is but not the kind of strength I believe she should be exuding I don't see that when I see Stephanie I see a strong woman who wields a lot of power when I see when I see Brandy I see Cody Rhodes's wife and I shouldn't see that I should see her for the woman that she is but that's what she presents to me. It's Cody Rose's wife. So yeah, that's what Stephanie I'm going to Stephanie got that. She earned that. She, you know, she had to work to get that respect, to get to that level. Brandy, she got lucky, got married into the Rose family, and then basically cried to her husband because when Impact Wrestling was hemorrhaging and they still didn't want you, that's a problem. So, you know, Stephanie didn't run to her husband and say, oh, they're being so mean to me. I want to be a woman's wrestler, but I can't wrestle. Start me a company. You know, you don't see Stephanie doing that. Stephanie would have probably told her to get the fuck out of her office. But what does Cody <laughs> do? He starts a wrestling thing for his wife because, bitch, can't wrestle. Did you really think that he started AEW specifically for her? I really, I think it's either... He either did it for Brandy because he probably got tired of her whining, or oh he <laughs> or he did it because he is that freaking petty and is like Cody Rhodes to me is like the girl you broke up with, and they are just no so... he did it because he's petty because no yeah. are petty. Jericho yeah Jericho was mad you know what Jericho if Jericho was main event and he literally has kind of basically said this if he was wait a main event for that wrestlemania he would have stayed so is that why jared is all pissy at the wwe and like attacking him because he didn't he was so butthurt because at mania they told originally like him and ko were going to they were either they were like going to be one of the last they were either going to be the actual main event or they were going to be the match before the main event. No, actually, no, they were going to be the match before the main, because I think Roman was the main event. Mm -hmm. And so 
and it ended up changing and they went on first and he was just so offended by it was like it's a joke and blah blah and I was like well that's kind of bullshit I remember the first match more than I remember matches past that for this past mania when Seth and Brock went first no one expected that. Mm-hmm. And I remember and that match. Yeah, and I remember every fucking thing from that match because I was because we were all so hyped because we were literally minding our business. Um, we were like ordering food, like kicking it, and then like Heyman walks down, and we like, what the fuck? And we're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then. It was that match, and that match was, was so entertaining, so that's what it kind of pissed me off, and I was like, you think you're that much better that you had to, like, it's not that serious, like, and he, like, blamed on that match not being as good as it was because they weren't main event. I'm like, no, the match just wasn't that good. Well, wait a minute, and this is no shade to, to Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho, but honestly, if that's not how you close out WrestleMania. You you can't close it out on, you know, freaking... And, uh, you know, the feud was great, but that's not something you close WrestleMania on. I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, no. Because if I had watched the 72 hours of WrestleMania <laughs> and that was my main event, I would be so fucking pissed and be like, this is what I've, like, been punching myself in the face for and drinking Red Bull all day for. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's yep. no title. There's no, there's no nothing. And then... I think um, it was a title. I think it... I don't know what title it was, though. It was the U.S. title. It was the U.S. Yeah. title. It's so, just... Also, and then I was thinking, I was like, Jericho, you really thought the U.S. title was going to be the second to last... If not the main event, like what kind of fucking crack are you smoking? Damn. So here's, here's another thing I just I just thought of. If Heyman is supposed to be controlling creative and raw, he mm-hmm. can't be. Around. That's why right? Brock ain't holding that shit for long. You said what? Because you cut out a little bit. What'd you say? So I said that's why Brock ain't holding that shit for that long. Oh, you were talking about Heyman being on SmackDown and he's supposed to be oh. head of creative on Raw? Yeah, if he's supposed to be on Raw, also, isn't this kind of because sh- I thought you weren't allowed to do that. Well, well he's, with he's the opener of SmackDown happening and them, them going to, you know, to Fox on prime time, I, they pulled out all the stops that they could. They used every wild card that they had, no pun intended. But, I mean, I expected that before the draft. After the draft, I don't see Heyman coming on SmackDown in any way, shape, or form. If he does, I will be surprised. But I just don't see it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, but they, they, they're, I will say this in regards to SmackDown. Because we talked about SmackDown, but we really focused on Kofi. Because that was the part that disappointed pretty much most people smackdown itself was decent i like the rock segment was it long yeah but 
it was cool. You know what I'm saying? And I like seeing The Rock. And I miss him being around sometimes. But I like the show. The show was nice. I felt personally that Roman's match should have been first and the girls' match should have been second to last. Um, yeah. I understood the segment. with. That's why they had that match because Becky was out there with Rock and they was like, okay, well, she's going to be out there. Don't make no sense to put her to the back. They might as well get that match out the way. But I just felt like Roman should have been the one to go first because really his feud is less relevant than than Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey's feuds are. So that match was was lame. And you know what? I just got I just got mad again because I was thinking of the SmackDown intro. And who's the first person you see? It was Kofi. It was Kofi. And he was the second to last person you saw because Roman ended up closing out the intro. But Kofi is the champion. He was the one. And for people to say Kofi's not relevant, that's a bold-faced lie. That's bullshit. New Day sells the most merchandise. Most of it is sold through New Day, Alexa Bliss. Um, Stop listening. I'm going to tell you the top earners because I always know for some reason. I have no idea why I always know this information. I don't remember the order. The top five merch sellers are Roman, New Day, Becky, Alexa Bliss, and Finn Balor. Mm -hmm. Finn Balor has been a top seller since he's been signed. Yep. Literally. Since he has been signed, Finn Balor... That's why, and then also, if you guys look, this is why certain people have pages and pages. Finn Balor literally has, like, fucking five pages of merch. Mm-hmm. Including him and stuff. Same thing with New Day. New Day, they just came out with another New Day shirt. They stay coming out with New Day. And also, and this also sounds weird, I think they send certain people get certain graphic designers like i said like those people their merch their new merch usually looks good nine times out oh actually um i think bray wyatt might have knocked down not might have knocked out alexa bliss if i'm thinking remembering correctly Because Bray White's up there. I know he's at least top 10. I think he might have knocked out Alexa Bliss, but... I need to get a shirt. Yeah, that's, like, my point. Like, certain people's, like, New Day's, Bray's, Finn's, like, a lot of those people's shirts usually look good, and then you have some people, like, Charlotte has some ugly merch, and I like Charlotte, and I always want to get a t-shirt, but I don't want to buy none because they're fucking ugly. Yeah. True. I like I don't like Samoa Joe's new shirt where it's like Joe where it just it's like Joe being chanted. I want the um what was his old school the old one he had like it was like the right hand of destruction or something like that. I think they still have that on the site. I want that one. Yeah, where the fuck is Joe, man? Like I I miss him. Like he hasn't been on my TV in the last like couple weeks. Joe, if you're listening. Alexa misses you. I miss you. <laughs> She's so petty, yo. <laughs> Look, the, shut up, cat. 
The only, the only person to rival my love for Samoa Joe is my husband, okay? And he knows. He knows about that. <laughs> I, I want to talk more about the, the fashion from the brand carpet, cause, from the blue carpet, because I like some stuff, but some people just... What the fuck was Paige wearing? But you can get into that. I'm confused about what Paige was wearing. Or, okay, I'm going to get into the good people. We're going to talk about the good people first. Because the bad people, we, we'd just be here all day. But, okay, I like Tyson Fury's suit. I thought that suit was dope. The mm. pattern on it was different. And it was it fit him nice. It fit him nice. He looked nice. I just liked the suit. It was all white. And it had, like, this, this smoke-like pattern on it. But it wasn't black. It was like... um. Like a like, deep burgundy wine like color. I was like, oh shit, I need, I um, need that. No, I, ugh, he didn't have a shirt underneath it. And it's just, no, no. I, like, I put, loved it. <laughs> put a damn I shirt loved on. it. I like Braun Strowman's suit on the red carpet. For Strowman to be such a big guy, Strowman dresses really, really nicely. And I liked his suit. Lana's dress was bomb. I liked that, it. That bitch's dress was fire. She had nice shoes on. Her hair was cute. Yeah. I loved all of it. Just around, Mr. <laughs> well, yeah, up, next to Mr. Hanky, you can wear anything and look good. He looked like a pastor. He looked like a pastor. See? I was like, where are you going to church at? I don't know. I was like, there they go. The pastor and his secretary getting ready to go to the Bible conference. Just. Oh, you're actually here in my sins. God damn it. Ciao. But Lana looked amazing. I loved her outfit. I loved everything about it. The Rock's outfit, his arrival outfit was fucking dope. It was a little tight, but it was cute. I liked his outfit. Um, I like Corey Graves' jacket and his pants. Corey, sometimes he has some questionable style, but his normally he's pretty on point with what he wears. I saw AJ Styles on the red carpet. I got a glimpse of him. He was pretty normal, but he was okay. I like Sheamus' outfit. I really like Cesaro. Cesaro is one of the best-dressed WWE superstars he buys his suits, and they are tailored to fit. He looks nice in it. It's always cut nice on him. He just wears clothes very well. If he wasn't wrestling, he could be a model for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind staring at him for a while either. <laughs> okay, those are my good picks. Now we got we got to get to the bad. We we gonna start off with Charlotte. Um. Andrade is a good pick, though. Andrade looked nice. Andrade had his shirt on, but he didn't have no tie. It was open. He had a gray suit on. He had a nice little chain. He looked good. But his girlfriend looked like she was going to go down the street to go get her a coffee at Starbucks. Now, I don't know. I don't know where what she did. Her daddy was standing there behind her. His wife looked older than him. And she supposed to be in her 30s. And I'm sitting there like, 
Where y'all come from? Like all of y'all, what? Andrade, the only one who got any type of sense. Everybody else just looked like Charlotte looked like she was gonna go call her girlfriends and go to the mall. And her daddy looked like <sighs> See, and I can't give I can't give uh Rick any leeway on that because that old man knows how to dress. Like he's been wearing yeah, suits. He just, He's been he just wearing suits since damn pyramids, okay? Like when the right. pyramids were being constructed, Ric Flair was wearing suits. So I was just know. like, I just, I was not a fan of that at all. But Charlotte had on a flower dress that was short, and she had on boots that came up to like the bottom part of her leg. It wasn't mid calf per se. It was like a three quarter boot, I guess you could say. But it was ugly. It was not a cute boot. She didn't look nice in it. It made her look homely. That's a good word to describe it. It made her look real down home, homely. All she needed was a pair of cowboy boots and a hat, and she can go right down the street to the lick and get it in, okay? Because she looked Which amazing. doesn't make sense because all of her outfits were so good this week for press um, shit. She looked Anytime nice I in the press. Yeah, she always looked nice. So I'm like, Charlotte, you look real casual. Like, you look real I didn't understand. Casual. There was quite a few people who were dressed. I'm not saying you had to wear a ball gown, but there's, like, the Bellas look too casual to me. Uh, Maria Menudo's, who was, I, which I did not recognize her because her hair was so pink. I didn't recognize her either. Because I'm so used to her having dark hair, and I'm like, who is this bitch? Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but she was like... Like, y'all could learn from Renee. Renee was, like, the perfect in-between. Like, she had on that real cute silver suit jacket. She had, like, that black sheer button up, and she had on shorts. So, we were dressy, but was it too much? But she she was wearing boots, and you can wear boots with something like that because it's kind of of middle-of-the-road, semi-casual, but still got that nice little... Um, edge to it where you can wear it out and still, you know, be in in the know. You're not looking like you're not improperly dressed. Paige looked like her clothes were about to fall off of her. I think she was high. You just skip her altogether. Because I was human. sitting there looking, I said, your hair look a mess. You look like all your clothes falling off. Your dress don't fit. I'm like, bitch, dude. Bitch, what happened? Is you is you is you drinking on is you sipping on the yak, bitch? Like what what happened to you? Like Mandy okay. looked like she was gonna go down the street and thought for a little bit, like she was gonna go right there where the Instagram hoes be. She looked like she went to Fashion Nova and got her shit. Not Fashion Nova. She looked like she went to Fashion Nova and got her shit. I don't know what the fuck Mandy Rose was doing. But bitch, you wasn't doing it. That no. I, I didn't like Stephanie's dress. I didn't Stephanie like it. like hitting and missing it lately because that blue dress she wore with like the necklace thing built into it, it it made her head look disconnected from her body. If that makes any no, sense. It made her look older. It made her look old. Stephanie might be forty three, but that don't mean you gotta look old. She was forty-three. She's forty-three. Oh God, there's hope for me yet. <laughs> uh, 
she's 43 and she wears old ass grandma clothes. What she wore with her husband, she, her mother would definitely wear for sure, for sure. What she wore to the Grammys is old. It looked like a mother of the bride type of suit, type of dress. That's something you would wear to the wedding. And it just, it, it wasn't nice. Her gold dress tonight. Mm-mm. I just don't like any dresses that has like, cause like with me, when you dress up, like, you know, like I want to wear like a fashion, like a, a statement necklace with it or something. And like, when you have a dress with like something built in already going, like, that's why I can't wear most, like some halter tops. Like if they have the metal thing in it, you know, like a wire, cause it feels yeah. like you're, it feels like you're getting suffocated. If you do it too tight, if you do it too loose, everything's falling down. Like every angle from that picture I've seen, it just it made her look old, and then it just looked like it didn't look right because it looked like her. You could take her head off and replace it with another head. Like it, it just it didn't connect well with her body. If that makes any sense. She wore the same ugly ass shoes she wear every time she bring her ass out there. Them same ugly ass platform shoes that she wear all the fucking time. I hate them shoes. If I was her stylist, I would throw them bitches away when she take them off. I hate them shoes. But she was not the worst offender. Becky ass was look. I I know where she was going. I got where she was going. It it just wasn't executed right. I hated it because Becky my problem with Becky outfit is she trying too hard and I don't like it. If you're going to do it and you're going to be the man like you want to be and you know it's a metaphor, then wear it like a woman would wear it. Why are you coming out there with a full-on suit, tie, you got men's shoes on, your hair pulled back, you come out there with your face all tight. You ain't got no lips to begin with. So every time you squish them together, you lose that. You look like you ain't got a butthole in the middle of your face. Oh. I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I just got sent this article from Russell Observer that apparently Scarlett has signed her NXT con- contract. Yes! Yes, bitch! Yes! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wrestling? Wrestling Observer is usually pretty, like, they're not bullshitters. They're usually pretty a- um, accurate. They, according to them, they said she signed her contract and will be on TV shortly along with Austin Theory, which they're trying to get, they're trying to put on TV soon as well. All right, well, let's get Killer Cross in the mix, and then maybe I'll watch NXT, and that's it. As soon as he gets let out of his contract, he can be there. Okay, no, I have Scarlett. something to say about that really quick. So, um, Chris Van Belay, which is, he's an announcer for NXT, but he also does a lot of interviews. He did a lot of interviews with wrestlers or with wrestlers in general. And then he got very AEW focused these last few months. And then he got that job. So he just had 
an interview with Killer Cross. It was pretty good because he's a good interview. I don't agree with some of the people that he has on there, but generally he's good at his job. And he was asked, and then he asked Killer Cross, you know, once your contract's up, have you thought about where you want to go? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I've been thinking about it, but he's like, I want those people like once, like once it gets closer to when it's actually a possibility, then like, I'll start looking at my options. But he's like, I have, you know, like I've been thinking about it. And then he just, and then he was like, well, what you've been doing, do you think you'd be able to get away with that in NXT? And then Killer Cross was like, he's like, if you actually that a little bit ago I would have told you no I wouldn't be able to but now knowing what I know with my character and what I can do if you're good at something you're able to use it and it wouldn't matter where I'm at he's like they're signing me for me regardless and then he was like well he was like I think he was like, well, I think you'd be really good at AEW if you, whenever you do leave, like, you should really think about that. Which kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's because as an interviewer, mind you, everyone, I'm not an interviewer. Um, I'm not, like, I don't have a degree in journalism. My degree has nothing to do with writing or speaking, which you could probably obviously tell by now. (laughs) But... At the same time, as as someone who's interviewing, you're supposed to be very unbiased. This is just in general. This And this Agreed. always bothers me when I watch interviews of people, interview celebrities, politicians, everything. I hate, 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 and fucking irks my soul is biased interviewers. And this was also, and it just felt kind of biased to me. And I was like, I get it. They write your checks. But this is not tech, this is not an AEW sponsored interview. So that should have been like left at the door. Agreed. So I just found that very tacky. That is unprofessional. It's unprofessional. If you want to be taken seriously, you don't you don't encourage somebody to go to one specific company. You make it so that you are talking to them about what, what you need to ask them the questions about. And then your personal opinion is irrelevant. It's not about you. Exactly. Somebody wants to hear what you're talking about. Like, fuck all that. I didn't jump on this interview to listen to you. You're supposed to be interviewing Killer Cross, not telling them where he should and shouldn't go. Why your ass say And their interview was so good, and that literally took me the fuck out of it. No, I I agree with you. Um, I was the one I was watching. It was um, it was Jimmy. Oh, um, Cultaholic, because they do like this five stages of hell or something like that. And anyway, they had Jimmy Havoc on there, and you could tell he did not want to be there. You, you like you he wasn't speaking loud enough. He was just saying like some crazy shit or whatever. And then, like, they were mentioning um, five-star wrestling, which I guess was, like, a hit or miss or whatever. And yeah, who's that Who's that one idiot from fucking what culture? Um, there's a lot of them. Or not what culture, but 
basically they're still they're the same all, group. They're all fucking. They're all the they same. All I don't like people. what culture. They get on my fucking nerves. But anyway, the he only says likable person at what culture is Simon Miller and all the other like that Weasley do with the glasses. He gets on my nerves. And there's also this other guy, and I'm like, they're so. Wrestle talk annoys me more than what culture. Uh, WrestleMania is telling me. Mm-hmm. They some clickbaity bitches. Well, anyway, they they mentioned um, five star wrestling. Oh, it was that Kink Ross guy or whatever his fucking name is. I don't know. It was it's the kind of the big one who doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. Um, oh yeah. He was, uh, you know what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> anyway, he, he they kept talking about five-star wrestling, and, you know, I guess it was like um, a shit show that had happened. That was pretty much what Jimmy Havoc called it. And, you know, he was sitting there like, yeah, you know, they, they, they fucked a lot of people over with pay. You know, people, um, they promised us this. Like, it's really uncomfortable if you want to go back and watch it. But the whole time, the guy's sitting there, and he's just like, well, you know, five-star wrestling wasn't wasn't that bad, not much bad, was it? And, you know, here's Jimmy Havoc, drunk British guy, who really could give two fucks of what you think of him. And he just goes, look, they still owe me money. Like, the whole, and it's like, right from there, the whole interview, like, everything else was just, like, so fucking cringy. And you could tell Jimmy Havoc was just not having it anymore. I hate interviews like that. Well, they're just a bunch of... Also, this is... Can someone tell me or tell us when did all these, like, British dudes become, like, such prominent wrestling commentators on YouTube? Like, what... Like, why... It's weird. Okay, so... Cultaholic and what culture used to be one single entity... And something happened, and then they split. I don't, I don't know why. I think it had to do with one of the Adams getting in trouble about something. No, that happened afterwards. Not sure what happened. They just split from what culture wrestling started. This wrestle talk. I find wrestle talk super annoying anymore. They just talk and talk and talk without getting to a point. And then WrestleMania. I used to really like them. And now it's like they are like Tiff said. I told her this. They're the most clickbaitish channel ever. They and I even said, I even said that on one of their videos. I'm like, what happened to you guys? Like you used to be really good, and now you're like this clickbaity wrestling channel. And you know the stories we do want to hear about. You only talk about them for five seconds, but you spend 20 minutes on what is Bray Wyatt's shoe color? Tell us about this week. And it's like no one cares about the shoe color. I can honestly tell you that. Because clickbait gets you clicks. That goes, that brings up your numbers. What they don't realize is if people don't stay on your video long enough to watch it, you ain't going to get the, the, the AdSense. You're not going to get the money. See, YouTube is all about money. True. It used to be a place where people could go own their craft and you know showcase their craft or start their careers in film makeup clothes hair 
Well, folks, that's all we have for you today. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the next episode coming. We're going to talk about Hell in a Cell. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about it all, honey. And we're going to always, always, always keep it real on our podcast. So if you want to keep in contact with us, see what we're talking about, see who gets the fuck you award for the day, make sure you follow us on social media. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. There is no Facebook. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And my name is Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, this has been Down for the Count. And we'll see you guys next time.